0: You know, that wouldn't be a bad thing if I had wings for the rest of my life, every day.
1: You know, I uh, I had wings the other day and I, they're just, I don't know. I I feel like I don't, I don't enjoy those meals and stuff as much anymore. Nicole and and Nicole and I last night, both like that food yesterday did not agree with us. Um, That's the second day in a row I had Mexican.
0: And I love Mexican. Um, I woke up in the middle of the night going, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I, mm. I just, I can't, that's just, it's too filling because you eat all the chips first. Oh yeah. Then mm. yeah, then I down that massive burrito. <laughs> Man, I'm getting away. It. If I, have, if
2: I If I have like Mexican or I have a big burrito for lunch, I usually don't even want to eat dinner. I'm like done for the day.
0: Hey. Let's think this out. Are we off the cut? Talking oh, I
2: know. About food. Yeah, I know. Let's stop talking oh. about food. Uh,
0: let's stop talking about
1: food. Well, I will tell to you to go like, down that road. You kind of caught
2: us mid-conversation when you hit record, so I, I, can't, oh. I feel really bad about that. <laughs> yeah. We we do not need to be talking at the grocery store.
1: No. <laughs> well, we're just trying to see how many of our listeners will drop off in the first thirty seconds, as I'm sure they do on their podcast quite often. <laughs> but
0: <laughs> that's a beautiful segue.
1: <laughs> I wanted to. God, you guys I-
0: make me laugh. <laughs> I want to
1: start this off. I wanna I want to read a comment that I got four hours ago.
0: Oh, nice.
1: I, I know we haven't done get bent in a while, but uh, <laughs> th- this just like. Is the pure (laughs) example of, you know, the, I'm the professional in this trade and you're an idiot uh, comment. So this guy says, my grandfather started teaching dad to build cabinets when he was 15 at 17, he was working full time in a professional cabinet shop and stayed in the industry for 50 years. He swore biscuits were useless but there's no way in hell he would have assembled a carcass without glue and damn sure wouldn't run screws through the exposed side panels. You were doing great until the assembly process, and those carcasses are weak, especially relying on the end grain clamping pressure from a few screws. Might as well buy IKEA cabinets.
2: Has he went to check out the cabinets? The big box stores, he so, might blow his mind. <laughs> what
0: does this DB do now? Uh, he's talking about his dad, and probably yeah, his that, dad. That's his what's granddad funny. Weren't yeah, using was like,
1: pre-finished ply.
2: His it's like um, his knowledge is based on that his dad has fifty years experience.
1: Great grandfather, yeah. his you know his great grand great grandfather always said maybe he knows your great grandmother. Yeah.
2: See, he's pulling that <laughs> card. He's pulling my card.
0: <laughs> yeah. Did he text that from where he works at the convenience store?
1: Yeah, from while he was on his shift at Circle K. <laughs> yeah what an idiot what a bone god i i'm obviously i'm not gonna respond but i saw that i'm like you know what i'm gonna read this one tonight on the podcast because it's so irritating when you have those people that started off with my i've i'm a professional and i've been doing this for 35 years or my dad was in the industry for 50 years or just all of this you know, like they have it's like they have to prove that their their knowledge base is is greater than yours. and it's like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, it probably is right, because i I don't have a huge knowledge base. But do you really need to just like say that out loud? You know anytime somebody makes that or types that out, you know what's coming. Mm-hmm. If you read it, I was doing this for you know, twenty years, and it's like, oh God, here we go. <laughs> so dumb. It's probably yeah. Sedge, actually. Sedge probably. Come.
2: <laughs> oh, you know, it's, it's funny just... that, you know, as 50 years experience, they wouldn't know. But even the CNC programs, if you have it designated as an end cabinet, it will already it will set the screws points on the side. Go ahead and pre-drill those for you because they know that there's no reason not to screw an end grain. An end cabinet's going to be against the wall. Yeah. Is, it's the way to do it. Just I, I, I hate that he thinks that's not strong. I've thrown many cabinets that are screwed from the side into dumpsters and they're hard to break. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: they are, right? So yeah. I, <laughs> those plastic uh, things we talked about before. Now those aren't hard to break, but <laughs> we, didn't we do an episode talking about overbuilding? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah that wasn't very long ago yeah, recently. Yeah. 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 Which, yeah.
1: yeah. It's just like, I don't understand why people
2: freak out. Well, they freak out when you can... overbuild too. They freaked out over your slat wall, which is overbuilding in a way. And they freaked out over that. So that just shows you can't do over under either way.
1: The slat wall, I will say, was definitely overbuilt. But guess what? Me overbuilding it made it way easier and more enjoyable than any other way. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And it
0: and um after during the apocalypse, you'll be able to pull
1: it right off and use it for firewood. Absolutely. You know, yeah. or so, not even firewood. I could true. pull one off and just beat zombies with one of the, with one of the strips. I'm
0: telling and you. And when man. I'm
1: done and I clean off all the zombie blood and guts, I can pop it right back into place.
2: But you would you get it on those connectors? Would you take the connectors off yeah. before you beat a zombie with it, or would you no. just leave the connectors on there? I'd leave the connectors. I'd leave them
1: on there, because if it got damaged, I have plenty more. Mm.
2: You're They really must be rich to be able to waste those on zombie heads. <laughs> yeah, I well. mean,
1: those things cost at least 70 cents a piece. Oh my god. Ooh. Yeah, I'll but just...
0: they stick right in the zombie's heads when you beat them. I, I would just have it's to sharp. use a
2: stick with a domino on the end of it. <laughs> Oh my god, that's more blunt force trauma.
0: Tonight's episode is: What's your favorite (laughs) way to beat a zombie? Beat the snot out of a zombie during the apocalypse. Yeah,
1: we we do have today is supposed to be a a a patron episode, Um, and we do have some decent recommendations um, in our thing. Maybe we'll we'll get to one of those. But I want to tell you guys: Guess what I finished today practically finished the island the kitchen island and guess what's happening island. tomorrow
2: countertop
1: the top the top is actually getting yes. installed already Baked.
2: that's awesome so i was the today awesome. what i had
1: left to do today was uh reassemble or uh, reinstall the doors i had to finish the the trash can pull out door because i forgot to take it off yesterday like an idiot. And I had to run all the electrical and get the flush mount outlets in there. And then I had to mount all of the drawer fronts and go to Richelieu to pick up the hardware. I got it all done. Awesome. Nice. But I think I'm going to redo, I am think I'm going to I'm remake the door for the trash pullout.
2: Hmm. There's two reasons right before you did see it. it. Okay. I did see it. I looked, I'm trying to make a habit to check yours before Monday that we always, I make sure I try to see it. Cause usually we'll talk about something, but I did see the door. I could see in the video that it did look darker And is that with finish on it already?
1: All, everything yeah. has finish on it.
2: Yeah. I, there's really no way to fix that. Like you said, it's just different veneers, you know? Yeah. Um,
1: so, Yeah, that's what happened. So, Sedge, on one side, and this was always the plan, on one side, I was going to use one sheet of plywood, and then on the other side, my plan was on the side that had the drawer fronts, I would do the same thing because I have there's enough length on that sheet to give me three sets of whatever it is, right? Okay. Well, I really liked the grain on the first sheet that I had, even though it was very similar, but you could tell it was just like, a little bit darker and just a little bit more eye catching. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to use that, uh, that last piece. I'll just do the, the pull out drawer or pull out trash bins. And then I finished it and then I put it back on and I didn't notice any difference in color until I installed all of the drawer Uh, phones and I moved off to the side and I'm like, it's "Hmm." DACA.
2: Yes. But when, you, when Which, I saw that, I saw it right off the bat. There's no way you could have used the same exact sheet because of the height and the width. It's wider than four feet, and it takes up more than half the height of a sheet, right?
1: No, I can. You can? So Yes. So the sheet is 2,450 millimeters long, right? But the, the height of the cabinet is 768. Every oh. All base cabinets that I... 768. So I only need 764 with my reveals, right? Oh,
2: that's So right. I it's can not...
1: take that sheet and I, I basically cut it into three separate pieces at 800 millimeters. So I have, I actually have right now the scrap of the sh- of the pieces that would be directly above what I used for the drawer fronts. Oh, okay. So I, it'll be a perfect color match.
2: I, I think I was thinking about the total height of the cabinet. I forgot we're just talking about the doors here. See, that's yeah. why you have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it'd be worth it because if not, if it bugs you now, it's going to always bug you.
1: Yep. Well, the other benefit too is that I agree. Um, so I, I, used veneered uh, MDF uh, for, for the doors, which I'm so glad that I did because everything came out really flat except that one door. So I had a slight miscalculation and no, that wasn't a miscalculation. I think I mentioned this last week, but when I put the back panels on two of the uh, cabinets, yeah. I didn't route it out quite enough. deep enough but i was like yeah. oh it doesn't matter well it did kind of it pushed it throw off the yeah the, the end caps but the problem is is that that one panel it's it's fine all the way up and then it kind of goes out a little bit at the top so this that will actually solve two problems for me it'll solve the color issue and it will solve the fact that that one panel just happens to be a little bit bowed hey you know what else
2: you could do You could keep it, put it somewhere like in your attic or something. And that way, you know, that's the one that gets all the abuse. And say the kids like destroy it. Like when you go to sell the house, you could change it out to that one. It's showing a sign of where you might as well keep as a backup. You made it, you know? Yeah. What a great idea. Well, make you feel better that you didn't do it. You just, you just made yourself a backup. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) Cause that's our trash one is the one that gets all the abuse. It's the one that, Especially if the cabinet's painted, that's where the rings hit, and everything just seems to you have your hands full. Yeah. That's the one that gets the abuse. Honestly,
1: honestly, I'm I'm actually interested to see how this is going to fare for the long term, um, because I feel like naturally, like those are harder. That that is specifically harder to open than any of the regular drawers with the with the undermount drawer slides, and probably because it has additional weight that's going to be involved with it, but pulling that out all of the time and the handle is fairly high up. It's, it, it's perfectly in line with the, with the drawer fronts for the top set of drawers. Right. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, which is, I believe I did six, uh, no, 75, 75 millimeters down from the top because that centered me on the top one. And then it's 75, um, on the bottoms. So, I'm, mm. I'm I'm curious to see because the screws that are holding the brackets in and everything are very short. Mm-hmm. Um, they seem to be holding well. It is MDF. And I just think over time, pulling, opening, and closing that thing mm-hmm. it could have some issues.
2: I, I had issues with mine, exact same one, um, like set, kind of set up as yours. And I had to actually redo it, um, put the screws in a different place. And I used the red 3M tape to put it up first, just kind of help hold it and not just the screws. In your case, it probably would make them set a little further, like proud, if you did that. So you probably maybe couldn't do that. But some type of adhesive is kind of a good idea because they get pulled so much and there's so much weight in there. Kind of keeps them from being all about just the screws holding them on.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Hmm. So that's an option. Time time will tell.
1: Maybe I get. Yeah. Maybe I'll get lucky and Celiche developed a really, really good pull-out trash bin, but
2: yeah. they probably
1: would say, "We didn't tell you to use three-quarter inch MDF."
2: <laughs> I had a. I had to go back to a rental last week because they always give you those those screws with a dishwasher to go into the particle board under yeah. like a laminate countertop, and the ones they give you, you're going into the edge where the lip comes over. And it's only about half inch thickness. There's not any screw you can put in there that's like a quarter inch. It's going to hold on any kind of pulling at all. And the screw is going to come out. It's almost pointless to, and I've learned to use something like almost like a best way to explain is like a pocket screw type design where you can go back at an angle and don't try to go into just the front. And that seems to hold, but particle board's awful for holding screws. MDF's a little bit better with a coarse thread, but it'll also... It's not as strong as you know real wood, but it's a good test place. That's what's nice. It's your house; you get to see.
1: Well, with all the drawer fronts and doors, I'm not concerned about it at all. Just because, you know, there's with with a with the drawer pole, you're you're pinned through the ca- the drawer box right. and the door, so it it can't right. go
2: anywhere. Yeah, I mean the trash one is a good test one to see. Yeah, yeah, it'll be good. I'll tell also, you what, though. I was going to say being keep- able to the kids how to use it too because kids are the ones when they jerk like they jerk from top down they jerk a different direction that's what kind of makes it worse yeah go ahead
0: um i i really all depends on how you
1: jerk it right yeah all depends on how you jerk it um that's what destroys it (laughs) i really (laughs) i really enjoyed using the mdf if i'm being totally honest just because wear and tear all all the panels are like so dead flat. flat
2: Yeah, there's definitely an advantage with MDF. Just it's messy, heavy, messy and heavy.
0: We discussed well, it this weekend, but that flush mount electrical is awesome, dude. Outlet.
1: Yes. Flush Tech is the company name. Mm. Flush yeah. Tech. Um, Boy, it's clean looking. I, I absolutely love the flush mount outlets. Like I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to do this again in another project um here here's one issue that i did have with the uh, flush mount um outlets so the outlet boxes that i got i got uh new new work right yeah so the ones that have the tabs on them yeah new that you can screw no. down and they they no, that's remodeler, pull
2: remodeling box
1: so the problem is I got a deep one because I knew I was like, okay, I got to go through the end panel and the three quarter inch plywood for the side of the cabinet. So I think this long one is going to be just enough. It wasn't, it was like barely off. So it was real. It was kind of a pain in the butt trying to get, cause I mean, it fits in there so good. It's nice and tight, but there's nothing holding it there. Right. So I was like, what can I do? So I took some like tiny little cabinet screws pan head cabinet screws and I just kind of like screwed through the box
2: mm-hmm.
1: on the sides. But, um, I kind of wish that I would have screwed it from the inside of the box going this way instead of on the outside. Cause what happened is that would elevate just ever so slightly and it would make the the plate that the flush mount piece attaches to like stick out in certain places so I had to like sit there and like tweak it, it took forever. Um, but I finally got it and I might still tweak it just a little bit more just to get it, to get it good. But those things are super cool.
2: I'm surprised you didn't think about doing wireless power. Like, what do you mean? Wireless power, wireless power. It's the next new thing. <laughs> it's,
1: the next new thing. it's right
2: does there Festival, with fusion, with fusion. Does, does Festival it's it's make it? like it uses Bluetooth technology. To yeah. send 120 through the air. Yeah. Oh, or you cool. can get
0: the mini, mini, uh, mini uh nuclear reactor that you could just tuck in
2: one of the cabinets. Yeah, you set anything on the countertop, it's automatically voltage. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's well, the,
1: the quartz that I got is actually special quartz. That is just like one giant Bluetooth charger. <laughs> it it's like one giant festool Bluetooth charger. Wow. So That's anything I, you
0: set on there charges.
1: I should have just made my kitchen island one of those big batteries like like Festival oh, did sure for the did. for the shows. Oh I yeah. should have just made a big battery for my yeah. kitchen island. And then but when you had
2: plug with the MFT yeah. top. The but it takes top. about a full day to recharge it. Yeah. You'd be losing carrots down the MFT holes. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> carrots and sausage
2: yeah all the food you have to use a bag to get the food out sausage hey hey.
1: sausages will go down the holes that's weird yeah that's pretty bad what are we off the cut again yeah here we go talking about food carrots in the hole and sausages Mm. what have one of you guys been up to so get off me talking about an island which is in the kitchen and i don't want to talk about food you guys want to hear something really cool
0: yeah and I'll be on the podcast. Well, during the podcast next Monday night, I'll probably be a little giddy. I just got confirmed today that I am going to teach with my buddy Garrett and Travis up at Purdue.
2: Oh, cool. What are you Isn't gonna that do?
0: neat? We're going we're gonna to do a tool training up there. And we're. Uh, I guess they have a shop that just bought quite a bit of Festool. It got confirmed. So we're going to go up there and show, I don't know how many. I think they said 10, 20 students. Oh, that's neat. I'm really that's stoked neat. about that. I've yeah. I've I've driven by the Purdue campus, but I've never been in and I'm pretty excited about that.
2: It'll be, you know, yeah. a good question. You probably will answer anyway. it will be interesting to ask them how many people are familiar with Festool, like right from the beginning. Just yeah. To say, you know, yeah,
0: it, it's going to be cool because they do have some power tools in the shop. But uh, uh, I was talking to Garrett, all their cast iron. It's 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 a beautiful shop. And all the Cast power Powermatic, and they have a few tools here and there, but they wanted to invest some money in some Fest tools, so they did. And they said, hey, can we get some training? And uh, awesome. Garrett and like, Garrett asked me, hey, you want to come up? I went, hell yeah. I thought we were going to do it on a Saturday, which is cool with me, but it ended up being next Monday afternoon. Oh, well, that's neat. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. And, you know, we always talk about the other thing I've been up to. Oh, it was such a glorious weekend thanksgiving weekend because i had full three days to myself and we shot some sedge tool video yesterday but um you know when you start a project and we did a, a video on it i built those uh, audio uh recording studio boxes for my buddy goo mm-hmm. i they sat there because i didn't have time to do the final sanding and finishing but i did that i made the took the i took some time this weekend just chilled and i think they came out pretty good A eh, uh jason Mm-hmm. Those boxes. I love so, the color. Yeah, the um the wall that just popped. I did all I did the video on it and I did the wrapped uh, uh veneer, the waterfall all the way around. And uh it came out nice. So I'm gonna get those uh shipped out for my buddy Goo. Probably they say full cure on I put Rubio on them. It was nice, and I'll have a full cure Friday, so I'll ship them out Friday. It's pretty neat. So that's nice. what I've been up to, man. And I just got the new 2024 uh, Mark Adams catalog. 31 years, baby. Mark oh, Adams. Cool. Yeah. And I'm teaching, I think, September 13th or 14th or 15th. I'm doing a weekend in September, so I'm pretty stoked about that. So they have
1: all the all the classes and class dates outlined for 2024?
0: Oh, yeah. And I was going through all the, the teachers Cause I like to see who's going to be instructing and you it, know, it's really cool. Um, you know, Annette from five, oh, one, three woodworks. Yeah. Yeah. She's teaching the class that weekend oh, class. Cool. I am so pumped that she's really roster. Oh yeah. She's a, that's she cool. had, she gained her masters from uh, Mark Adams program. That's cool. She's wow. a brilliant wood. She's
1: a brilliant woodworker. I knew that she had been, uh, to Mark Adams a ton. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. Good for her. Yeah, no, uh, it's really neat
0: to see that happening because it's. I. I don't. I think I probably said this a thousand times. Um, it's. It's the ultimate honor to teach at Mark Adams School of Woodworking, and it's, she's such a great person. It's, I'm really excited. Philip Morley's there every year now, which he should be, and uh, I think I saw. Let me just. I think I saw Eric Curtis is teaching a class. About really as he as he should yes i'm just gonna look it up yep eric curtis is teaching a class which is what's really the, cool
1: what's the class
0: i'm gonna look it up right now probably food, i think food group? box
1: making or maybe
0: <laughs> No, <let me> look. <laughs> i love this catalog i just can't get enough of it
1: i need i need to look on their website i, I think next year i'm gonna take A class there, just to see what it's like.
0: That's really cool. He's teaching July 8th through the 12th. So it's a week class, four-day class. The Textured Whiskey Cabinet with Eric Curtis. How cool is that? Ooh. And it's a really good-looking project. Maybe I'll do that one. Yeah. Ooh, that that same week. Oh, that might be a good week, because I've been wanting to take this class. Uh, with Graham Blackburn, he's a master with hand tools. It's just it's a who's who when you look through this. It's amazing, and Mark is I think the ultimate director of a school and teacher himself. So, and this episode
1: of the Green Suitors podcast is brought to
0: you by Mark Adams School of Woodworking once again.
1: I wish. Yeah, it's, I'm going to go uh, to the I'm going to go to the basic woodworking with Mark Adams.
0: Uh, yep, yeah, take joinery the it's take joinery class and you will be 100% tapped out by the end of the week but you will be so pumped yeah it's joinery 101 and he does it two or three times a year and then you get then eventually you take joinery 2 and that that's just the kicker cuz mark puts so much into it it's ridiculous
1: yeah michael fortune teaches there a ton.
0: dude and he's one of the most, so the week, the first week and last week, always at Mark Adams are the guys who basically have done it every single year, it's Mark Adams, Michael Fortune, and Alan Lacer, who's the Turner. And those guys have been with Mark from the very beginning. And they always start the year and end the year. And I think very it's cool. Alan Lacer. Let me just look. I always pronounce joinery this-
1: with Joinery with Mark Adams.
0: Yep. That's what I always tell people. Maybe I should take that with you because Mark's always said, you got to take a class.
1: You know, teacher. Ma- what we should do. Yeah. Alan Lacer. Open it up to uh, like do a poll with Patreon and uh, get a bunch of patrons to all come to the same class and we can all take a class together. How cool would that
0: yeah. be? Very cool.
1: Uh, very cool. Yeah. I don't, there's so many classes to choose from. I'm not going to sit there and keep going down this rabbit hole, but next year I would like to do, I'd like to do something.
0: It just, I, I have seen so many people take a class and the next year you see them and you go, Oh, you're back. And they go, yeah, I'm taking this class, this class, this class, this class you get so wrapped up because of the passion there. It's amazing. It really,
2: really is. Um,
1: Ronnie, have you ever taken a class?
2: Mm-mm, I've never been there.
1: You just learned on the streets?
2: Yeah. Oh, taking a class? No, I've never taken a class except for Sedge. I went, you know, three, I think I've been to like th- three or four festival classes. But you were also
0: um, on the... uh the uh, class, uh, r- um, special class that when we were doing dry runs, you were yeah. I'm there. counting. I'm counting
2: if- that one when I say four, three or four. Um, yeah, there was there was a few, but I mean, and that's not it's not that because I think I know everything. I've, I've learned a lot of the, my things from making mistakes and then finding out what went wrong. But I would enjoy taking a class. It's just that when I broke out of corporate world, we had a two and a four year old. And my world has been nonstop since, you know, I would have been easier to do it when I was in the corporate world, you know, Mm -hmm. with that would have been easier because I blocked out the time, but I'm getting ready to be back in a better place soon with that, where I think I can spend more time and feel comfortable doing that. I would love for Cameron to go with me as well, because you know, he benefits greatly. I don't want him to learn everything he knows just from me for sure. <laughs> that's because that's going to be limited <laughs> on mm-hmm. what he could know. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I would like to do it sometime. I would. I, I feel would, like we're just getting our time back.
0: You're you're humble, Ronnie, but <laughs> that kid can run circles around a lot of people I know.
2: I agree. I agree. I, I'm I'm just recently starting to realize how much he's paid attention. Yes. Um. There's times when I didn't think he was and, he made this week, one of our friends asked, she has a jewelry business and she sent him a picture of this. It's like a, almost think of like a little easel that goes on a stand that has a curvy top and it it's for hanging necklaces. Yep. And he's like, yeah, I can build it for you. And he went out and started it. I think last week while we were on the podcast, he went out and started it and he finished it up this weekend. And it involved him cutting out, drawing it, cut it on the laser then he doubled it up, made the base stand for it. He got out the Festool table saw. First time I've ever seen him use a table saw, like without me really just standing there. You know, he was using the cross cut and just he did the whole thing, just mocked it up and was done. And all of his all of his knowledge is starting to come together. Plus, he's the size of an adult now. So it's all kind of coming, it's all gelling together now. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool to see that. But I do think that it would be it's critical that he takes some type of classes, if even if it's when he gets out of high school. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and then a year from now and I could go with him, which would be cool too. So that's, that definitely would be on the plan for sure. Very cool. For sure. So that's a good idea. It's a good idea for all the listeners too, to think about this upcoming year, maybe thinking about looking at a class, you know, somewhere in the country. Yeah. If you're in the California side, there's classes there. There's classes there.
0: There's a lot of good schools out there.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I just, uh... Ronnie, what have you been up to, man?
2: Um, we have been doing the same that we usually say. um, I did take advantage of, we had some weird weather, probably the same you all did. Like both days on Friday and Saturday were like almost nice from 11 to 1 p.m. It was like the sun came out. They were just, if you're staying in the right place in the sun, it felt kind of warm. And they ca- talked about how nasty it was going to be Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, just cold. And so I felt that pressure, that seasonal pressure of let's do all the things that we're trying to get done before winter hits in so we did a lot of moving around we had a burn pile going for about seven hours Uh, just i saw your pile and your story jason all those all that scrap wood you have on there i told Cameron, i was like that's a luxury that we sometimes forget about that we have two burning locations we've got one that's kind of right out by the like we can walk out and toss it in then we have another one that when we have a big pile we have the tractor with the forks we just throw it on there and he takes it up to the top of the hill and burn it Um, but that's a luxury i almost forget that we have because you can just Mm -hmm. burn that scrap and not have to try to discard it i mean
1: i i could burn mine and i have done that before but it's more of a pain in the butt yeah just loading it in the back of the truck and taking it to the dump
2: yeah i mean like my pile is like the one up the top is like 10 feet around like circle and the one close is like six foot circle so i don't even have to cut things up i just throw it in there you know it's nice to be able to do that but we We had that going the whole day and that's, I feel productive when I have a fire going and I'm burning all the little scraps and, um, we did that. And then in between all of that, we, we got a lot of progress done with the boat, not really a lot that would show up like in pictures, video or anything like that, but we have all of the frame parts, the front, the breast hook, all of the, all Mm. of the parts of the frame are done completely cut out. And I would love to know, I want to reach out to somebody on one of the forums. What does that mean? What percentage are you done when you have that? And I think it's farther than I would think just by going through that. I think I said on the last, I'm pretty sure on the last podcast, I said something around, along the lines. I haven't listened to it, but I said something along the lines of that we had like seven, eight hours in it. And I've heard people have 75 hours in the frames. I kind of talked a little bit quick because I, cu- I still had to cut out the gussets, which covered the joints. Mm-hmm. We still had to cut out the gussets. We still had to cut out the front. So we're now at around 25 hours, mm. and we haven't assembled them yet. So if you count the assembly time, we're probably going to have probably 30 or 40 hours in the frames full yeah. full time. And, and something that's slowing us down now, we have all the parts cut out. And to assemble them, the epoxy you use, you have 45 minutes to work with it. Then it has to sit for five hours before it can mm. even be moved. And then yeah. it's 24 to 48 hours before it's under load, which that's not a concern, but I'm having to now this week, where we're, we're trying our plan is to assemble a frame in like the morning through the five hours, we have to flip it around and do the gussets on the other side. They're on both sides. So you can have, you have 10 hours in each frame. So if we start today assembling, by like next weekend, we should have all four frames complete in the transom, and then it'll be ready for assembling on the form. So hopefully wow. by Sunday, we'll we'll start having the shape of a boat. Wow! And so,
0: how long did it take you to work the breast hook?
1: Uh, yeah, let's not talk that more long. About the
2: breast hook. Yeah, the it, breast it, hook. You know that was the one I was dreading, and it was not that long. We did that yesterday. It was it yesterday or the day before? We did. We did that over the weekend. And it was nice having the Friday. We had Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday to kind of do whatever we wanted. And we got, a, we just got a lot done. Um, And using a lot of the flesh trim. And and I used the, I used the back. I, I saw that. I saw your so story funny. on it. <laughs> I, I mean, I know people are going to get upset, but it's like, I hate to say it, but that thing is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine not having it, especially yep, all the pieces that I have. They're so thin. <laughs> yep. And I'm just glad I bought all the attachments just like, It was only like maybe a year and a half ago that I bought the three attachments because I held out forever. And that's been important because these pieces are thin, but it's allowed me to use like the jigsaw and a couple of things and using that flush trim router bit. It's so much better to do that versus putting it on the router table and trying to take those small pieces that just there's just not a safe way to do that. Mm -hmm. So for those little pieces, I feel so much safer holding a router, doing that versus doing anything like that on the router table. So we've been doing a lot of of that. And it's been nice. It's been a lot of team effort. I mean, Cameron's usually goes to the bandsaw and he cuts it outside of the line. Then he goes to the sander and fin- finalizes it. And then I'm, then he puts the two and double sticks them together with the template on top. And then I do two at a time with the flush trim. We do that nonstop. We went one day, four and a half hours doing that, you know, both of us working. Wow. Standards. So even though it was like four and a half hours, it was really nine, you know? Yep. So it's, this part's been a, a ton, but like I said a minute ago, Once we get the frame on, the frames mounted on the form, I'm really curious. I want to reach out in the forum to see what is the percentage. I I feel like that that's like at the twenty percent, twenty five percent, for example, place because you have shaped the boat. You have the general shape of the boat. Everything connects to that, and it's just so much went into that. So many parts, and laying those frames out. You know, sometimes a lot of things with woodworking, like if you're doing an entertainment center that there was like a TV or a fireplace in the middle and left and right side, it's not really that critical that your left and right side is within even a quarter of an inch. No one's going to know. No one's going to know. But on this, this is the first thing I've ever built that when you're on that center line, left and right, that rise, that angle, it's got to be dead on. If it's not, your boat's going to be crooked when it's in the water. You know, that floor... (laughs) The floor, what I call the floor of the boat, you've got to make sure that's parallel to the middle. And when you're assembling that frame and putting that all in epoxy, everything's got to be dead on. So like the woodpecker's boat builder gauge that I've had forever, I have two of them. I've used them for other things. Those have been so helpful because they lock in the angle and you Mm -hmm. can check the angle of the frames where they come down and just do that as a spot check. And I just check the measurements of everything. All, I've been using all of my woodpecker squares, even the large ones that I rarely you know, have to use just to check everything because you can only check the center of a frame. You can't check anything else. Everything else is round, angled. It's it's arched in the top. It's angled. So you can't put a square on anything. You can just do measurements, reference points from the top angle down to the center. So there's it's it's been a learning curve for me. There's a lot of things I've never really had to worry about before, but You have to get these right and you can't rush on them. That's what I've seen. You just, if you rush and you lock it in with epoxy, you just have to make it again, which would be awful. Yeah. Be awful.
0: Yeah. You
1: got to start over. Woodpeckers makes boat build or made boat builder gauges. Yeah. They have,
2: it's, it's basically a bevel gauge that just Uh, holds its shape, but it it does it just perfectly. Like you can open it really easy, but it doesn't move on you and you can. It's a, there's a small one that's about two and a half inches and there's another one that's about five inches long and they've been extremely helpful and they'll also be helpful when we start fairing the sides. Mm -hmm. That's how we'll mark the angle because when we start wrapping mahogany and connecting the frames together from the front to the back, the shape of the board after you put it on there becomes very complex. It goes with the side and it actually almost looks like a twisted board when you're done as it follows from the front to the back. So we'll have some time in fairing it. But after we fair that and get it, all the battens and all those across and get it all fared, it's time for the sheathing of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just looking forward to flipping it. So once you flip it, you can kind of start doing some custom things that you mean, you mean selling you
1: the boat when you're done with it?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we'll, I don't know what the plan is for it, if we did sell it or not. It kind of depends on how much Cameron's attached to it.
1: Well, he, here's tech. a here's a question for you, Ronnie. You're building this boat. Clearly, this is something that you've wanted to do for a long time. It's kind of like a bucket list item, right? After this, what what's another thing that you're going to do? And I know it's probably silly to even think about that right now, but I know you've had to well, have thought
2: about it. Oh, we have. Well, we were, were already talking about the next boat. We've already got a plan.
1: You can do we're another already- boat?
2: yeah we we may not do that as the next project i think a teardrop camper is something i've always wanted to build oh cool um we'll do probably that would be the next thing and then we'll go into the larger boat which is like a 22 23 foot inboard like a barrel back Mm -hmm. that'll be a, a larger project but that would be based on this one. Now I may get to the end of this boat and be like, I'm never going to build another boat again, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't think I will. I'm really, I really like this and I'm my brain. I'm having to remind myself that I'm not on a time crunch and not to rush and try to like, enjoy it. And it's really hard for me to do that because for I only say more than that, more than 14 years of being a full time before that I was corporate boy and I was trying to get our things done on the weekends and at night and it was kind of still a rush. I've never really been able to enjoy it and I'm trying to enjoy it more and not be so like, but the watching every second, every minute. So that's been, I'm trying to slow down a little bit on that, Mm -hmm. but at the end, I mean, I'm still, you know, pushing pretty hard. Cause I don't want Cameron to lose interest in it going like a two or three year build. Mm -hmm. It would work out really nice if sometime before next, even say at the latest, like late summer, we're able to see it floating. So that's Sedge.
1: Sedge. Have you built a boat since helping Noah with the Ark? Have you built another one since then? Or,
0: no, last one was the act. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't right. Hey, uh <laughs> I used to watch my grandfather build uh small little skiffs that we all would always go fishing in and he was he, he probably made a couple dozen of these over the years. They're just neat. And I, I would hang out with him in northern Maine uh two weeks every summer. We'd go out for vacation. And that's where I got my passion for woodworking and I mean, I got pictures somewhere in this wall unit behind me of me working hand planes when I was seven in his shop. But he always, every boat we ever fished in, at every uh, pond, he'd have one on all these ponds uh, throughout the uh, area. He made them, which was really cool. That's neat. Yeah. So I, I, I did I build them with them? Nah, I just watched them but I was in the shop with him as soon as I got there and I never left the shop. I just loved it there. We used to build, I have a cribbage board that, you know, he, we even made the, um the brass pegs on the drill press. I have that uh, downstairs. It's uh it's pretty neat. You guys ever play cribbage? Mm-mm, mm-mm. I used to play, I, I always forget how to play. And then, when i get back into it oh my god i it just comes back i love cribbage i haven't played in 20 years but once i get back into it which i will someday it's just so much fun i played a lot in college you know every turn was a a a, a chug yeah
2: when i when i first got my cnc i kept seeing everybody was making cribbage boards and i was like what are they talking about what is a cribbage board oh it's so much fun and i didn't know what it was i had to look it up but that was a that's a popular thing that people like to make with cncs sounds like something just,
1: from harry potter
0: i used to thanks i used to stay up late at night on vacation and watch my father and my grandfather play cribbage till early in the morning and they would just have so much fun it's just a it's just a game that you can play with somebody it takes a while but boy you you can get into it and it's just moving pegs, and you knowing how to score your hands and stuff like that. That's neat. So, yeah, it's just it's a it's a great game to play with another
2: person just to chill and
0: chat, and it's fun. God, I'm talking about it. I should go get back into it.
2: So we need to go play games and get training next year. We got we got to, we've got all kinds of ideas we're thinking about. Coming there
1: we up. go. No, <laughs> the patron meetup will be a cribbage tournament.
0: <laughs> so hey
1: ronnie i uh you knows this because i was with him again yesterday and i told him but guess what i have coming to me in the mail
2: i saw your story ah <laughs> man yeah that was a i saw it the morning uh yeah you've got a bamboo labs i asked cameron i was like you got anything I bad did. to say about it he's like no they're good that's what it, that was his feedback
1: so everybody is raving about the bamboo labs ones right because they're less expensive than the prusa and they're from everything that i've heard they outperform the prusa on quality and time and just everything but i was doing my patron call uh for my patreon on friday or saturday night and uh joey steel steel blade woodworks is mm-hmm. his, is his name he uh he always has like, you know, I think he has 15 or something and they're always running in the background, like during the call, every single one that you could see is sitting there printing. And I didn't know that he had like an Etsy shop or is on, on stuff on his website. and he started showing stuff. And I mean, you guys know, cause when you and cam were here and I almost bought the, the Prusa and cam was mm-hmm. going to put it together for me. Um, I've I've been you know really considering getting one just because I think it would be really cool to do with Leo for one mm-hmm. but two just just solve little problems that I have and then turn those solutions into things that other people would buy. But that wasn't that was like the lowest of my priorities the buying part because I don't want to deal with fulfillment. Mm-hmm. I don't want 3D printing to take over my life, right? Um but Nicole my wife my beautiful, wonderful bride um, is thinking about working for the business next year. Thinking about it. And the conversation that we've been having is, okay, what does that look like? What What could she do? And we were talking about like video editing and all kinds of stuff like that, which would be fantastic. Um, but then I was like, well, this 3D printing thing could supplement your income pretty dang quickly. Mm-hmm. Pretty dang quickly. And I don't want anything to do with the fulfillment. I'm like, honey, if we get one and we love it and we figure it out and then I order like 10 more <laughs> 10 and we more. just, we, well, seriously, we, we make the investment yeah. and we just buy a whole bunch of them. Like we have enough things. I wouldn't buy 10 at once. Like I'd probably get like three more and then we'll see how that goes. And, like most people do. And then they get more orders and they need to print more stuff to keep up with the demand and all that. I feel like it really would not be hard. I mean, I yeah. you you could make a business making 50, 60, 70 or a more thousand dollars a year, 3d printing.
0: Oh yeah. yeah,
2: you, yeah you're also, you also have to keep track of your filament inventory because you'll run out of that when you're printing. Um, I've noticed since Cameron went to his new one, I call his new one he's had for two, so the second year, his filament like requirements have went way up because now his machine prints more reliably and faster. And, you know, for anybody that doesn't know, it looks like a roll of weed, weed eater, weed eater screen, string pretty much. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, it, you, it's like, you know, I, I, I'm not even going to guess. I think it's like 15 to $25 a roll, depending on what kind it is. And you got to kind of factor that into the cost. Like some things mm-hmm. take like a third of a roll and then Mm -hmm. plus the shipping and things like that, it can quickly get high on some things. So that's why a lot of people, they find their niche on something that's small, easy to ship doesn't take too long to print. Um, but you kind of just have to play around and as you, you'll see, as you make things for yourself, what you want to kind of go into.
1: Right. What, what, what I think is fascinating about 3d printing is well, anything, CNC personalization, lasers, Um, and now, you know, 3d printers, everybody's just ripping each other off, right? YouTube too. Like YouTube is another great example. Like you see somebody that's successful, you see success, emulate that. So you just copy what they do. Right. And that's, that's fine, but that's what, that's what a lot of these businesses are built off of.
2: Yeah, and I, I think the true winners, the people at the front of the pack are people who are either really um, knowledgeable in Illustrator or like Fusion 360 or both. And that way they can make designs that no one else has yet. They can make things print out that other people are going to be copying because everything else, once it hits on like Thingiverse and the different databases where you can download for free. It's everybody's game, whoever wants to print it out, you know, whoever are, who's are the first of the race and the lowest price. But the ability but to take once
1: something, something is successful though, yes. I agree with you because that's yeah. the thing that I'm worried about the most is the learning curve of how because like I already used Fusion 360 and I got rid of it because now I use SketchUp. Now, but I did find out I can design things in SketchUp and export them and use a slicer and all kinds of other stuff. Right. Um but So I don't like, this is another one of those things. Like I'm going to have to invest time and effort Mm -hmm. into figuring these things out, but there's a lot of files out there that you can print, you can download right now. And there's no creative commons license or anything like saying you can't sell. So that's what people do. And then, you know, somebody makes a holder for X thing and then it sells really well. And they're like, Oh, that's a really good idea. I'm going to make design my own which might be exactly the same or a slight modification. And now I'm selling the same thing. And before you know it, you have all of these Etsy shops and all of these websites. Um, they're all selling the same stuff. Battery holders, drill holders, uh, clamp holders, like all of these things, maybe slight modifications to it. Maybe it's the exact same, but the, the world is so big. It's such a big space. Like well, there's enough for everybody. You know what it, I mean?
2: And having one machine, I think, is is an almost every house could justify having one machine. And that, like, I think I talked about the last one because I was so just impressed. And it's like one of the most significant significant things. The little DJI mic I have, the one that fits into like a the the big camera, the SLR camera, has three different um, ways you can mount the mic. And one of them fell in between the car seat and the console down and under. I cannot find it. It's just a little black L piece of plastic camera went on thingiverse and somebody's already drawn it and i was like i was getting ready to think i'm gonna have to call the company and see if i can get that one little piece he just printed it out and he that only took like i mean he went downstairs and came right back up he goes here you go and i like the one he has better than the factory one because the factory one hinges and it's a weak point and you can tell it's going to break this is just a fixed little l and being able to print out things like that i think i may have told the story before about a dishwasher clip once kelly broke a clip on the dishwasher imagine the trouble of trying to call Bosch and yeah. find out what the part is. Camera went on thingiverse. Somebody had drawn that dishwasher clip and it snapped right on, just snapped right in. It worked. That I mean, was years ago and it's still in that same rack. But you always, you have to train your mind to think before you go get online, train your mind. Can I print that? So you have to remember that. And I think that's, it's taken us years to remember that. Um, before you go find out if wall control has a certain thing. Can you print that? You know, just throwing yeah. that as an idea. It's just, it really opens up a lot of possibilities. Hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I get overwhelmed sometimes. We have a vinyl printer. We have the CNC. We have laser cutter. We have the 3D printer. And I would love to just play. I would love to just every day just go, today I'm going to play with the... But it's like you got to fit in the time to learn, like yep. you said. And it's and, time. and it, everything's time. Everything's I time. time. I mean, I, I think
1: that's... Uh, I think that's the thing that really separates super successful people probably using 3D printers is the people that really do understand how to design things. Um, I, You know what, though? Like nowadays, you can literally get somebody out. You can hire someone else to do yes, everything now. I bet you I could say, hey, I need a 3D print file for this yeah, to hold absolutely. this battery. Yeah, you and can. some guy on Fiverr is gonna do it for yeah. like fifteen bucks.
2: I tell you, you can't. But two things: like, don't be uh, like three sixty. Cameron's figured it out by himself with no training at all. He's figured it out just by what he he looked up. What he didn't know how to do, and what's really nice about when you do it in house, like Cameron's made probably five different models of Festival battery holders, and the first one he did was like a complete one where it actually slid down and locked into place, and there was a button that unlocked it. I, I did not like that one at all. It was too much trouble to put it on when I was, and so we ended up making it like a third of the height and it just grabs on to just the outside. You can put it on there, pull it off. It's not like gravity's going to suck it into the air anyway. And so we modified it over four or five times to get the prototype that we liked. And what's nice is when you're designing it, you can like try out whatever you're making in your shop and you can kind of like refine it. That's, That's what
1: I think is so cool about it is that yeah. instantaneous prototyping. You know, Ben yeah. used to talk about that all the time because Ben got a 3D printer and he, all of the stuff that he was doing for his motorcycle, he would like mock it up in Fusion 360 real quick, print it out. If it was something needed to be tweaked, he would reprint it. And I, I just think it's, it, it's really, really cool. Like what you could do. Hmm.
2: Um, I, you know, I was on that. I woke up at four just like everybody else because my brain started up and there's no going back to sleep. And then I know you, I said you were up at five this morning. I saw you, I was online when you liked my Instagram thing. I was like, said, is oh, up? That was that was cool, man. <laughs> well, you were like, said, but I was going to tell you, I had thought about a 3D printer. The um On the boat, the brackets that hold the windshields, I don't know, just the best way to explain it is just think of like an angled chrome bracket that holds yep. glass that goes across. It's really nice, clean look. I've been shocked to see the price of those anywhere from nine hundred to over a thousand dollars for those two brackets. I started thinking, you know, that's something that is three D printable. You know, it's like you could actually do your mock up and three D print it, then maybe make a mold out of it because a lot of people do poured brass, ah, like cast cast bronze. I mean bronze, yeah, and then they have it chromed. And there's a ah. company in Michigan that does that. I'm thinking that's something that you could technically do. In house, you do a sand mold, yep, and pour the bronze in there, and then it makes the casting of it. But you could start with a three D printer to help make the mold. It, it, it's possible. But that's an example. That project right there would pay for the printer before yeah. we paid thousand dollars for the brackets. I've been blown away by that. Some of the hardwares, like how they even, I don't understand how they even. I guess they're not doing high volume with that, and that's why they have to charge a lot.
1: Mm. Now Thingiverse. Is one of those sites? I just opened it up. It's one of the oh my god! See, like right now, I'm looking at this cool divider DIY storage. So look, it's whenever just you're these on Thingiverse, plastic things 3D printed that fit together.
2: Yeah, Cameron said when you're on Thingiverse, make sure you look at the reviews and stuff. Some people they like this doesn't work, but there's another one that he goes on, which is a Prusa site, and anyone can go on to it. And Prusa actually they rate it and tell you how good it is. So there, when it's on Prusa, he said it's it's generally always a good print. Thingiverse, sometimes it's all right it's not always great so he always looks for one that has a lot of reviews and a lot of feedback but it, it's nice to be able to use Thingiverse for things that people have have designed like they they have the rails the sys rails for you know the van they have oh let's say the van for the workshop i have them in my van but for the workshop cabinets they have them in two parts but it takes about I don't remember how many hours to print out. Like four hours to print those out. They're ten dollars for a set, so it's kind of like, is that really worth it? I don't know. Really know. But like Cameron said, sometimes he starts a print and goes to bed, and he wakes up yep. and it's done. So yep. that's that's another factor. But there's a lot of good stuff out there. I do think I, that most houses could justify having one.
1: I just think, it, like as I'm looking at these things, you know, half of it's like why would anybody make that? What's that for? And then you, you figure out what it's for. And it's like, that's genius. It's well, there, a solution. That's a solution to a problem.
2: And there's a lot of things with your age kids that they would be blown away by. Cameron could send you some things like he's made some, so he's made a segmented snake that I, I had like to play with. It's so fun. It like actually, you know, it, it joints and, and does this little S thing. And there's like a dinosaur he's made. It's so cool. That's oh, no, I'm definitely going to want
1: all those. Cause that's immediately what I'm going to start doing. Yeah, he's like made the very a, first thing I want to print Leo something.
2: Yeah, he's made some really cool things. I'll have him get a list of the ones yeah. that he printed out.
1: Leo it's, said uh,
0: this week in the shop, Daddy uh, is getting a uh, a toy maker.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he so goes. My Daddy have, ordered no, a toy maker.
0: Daddy, Daddy has a toy maker, and he said we don't have
2: it yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Now that would be but that's good. cool
0: because that's a good that's a good um, thing for him to learn. Yes. It is, yeah,
2: yeah. It's it's interesting how quickly Cameron caught on to the laser because of the 3D printer. It was exactly the same principles, you know, the X Y axis, all those things that all those apply. They cross over, cross over to CNC. Hmm. It's 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 definitely an aspect of 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 being a maker slash woodworker that you know everyone eventually has to maybe tackle if they want to understand. All the areas of making things. Man, so Max, I just
0: Max was running the table saw with us this week and it was pretty cool. Oh, that's yeah. cool.
1: Yeah. Teaching him young. Yeah. So. I'm am I'm looking at a couple of people that I know um their pages on like Etsy and stuff, and it's unbelievable to me the like some of the things that they're that they're listing, and they have so much stuff and you see just how many sales they have. It's like, holy crap.
0: Yeah. Just look at uh, Pete Petrie's workshop. Oh I yeah. Mean, Pete. Uh, oh my God. I told him you need to make these. He made them. He, uh, yeah. I gave him a little piece of plastic that I got off a clamp and I said, you need these. Cause these will help with the fest tool clamps. He made them. Did them in green. When he goes, he always says, thanks. When I post something on either YouTube or he goes, yep. Sedge so just must have posted something because we just sold a lot
2: of them. Oh, that's awesome.
0: No, it's it's cool though because it's it's almost like turning on a lathe, right? It's instantaneous, and that's what three D printing is is instantaneous uh, prototyping. But and it's also you're make you're a
2: maker. You 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 are. You can, you are because of like supports and things like that you have to know you can't just print out every object you have to know how much support how much infill how dense you want it to be what material you're going to use there's all kinds of different materials it's just like reminds me of cnc you've got you kind of got it to learn the ins and outs you have to know how you would build it yourself almost if you were using a squeeze tube of liquid and you you have to kind of factor that in you know that's kind of Hey,
0: speaking of liquid, did you see how they're now in Austin 3D printing houses?
2: Yes, that was at the when Builders they, show and they, I watched that machine forever like two years ago in Vegas. and the the name oh. of the
0: company is called Icon.
2: Yeah, and a lot of the comments it's, said that they would never it would never happen and they're already building yep. neighborhoods with it. Yeah but it's crazy
0: and their vision it was on 60 minutes. Their vision is incredible. And it's, it's one guy who met another guy, and then they met another guy, and this icon just – they said they couldn't, and they're doing it. It's and amazing. That's what it is. It's a 3D it's printer. Amazing. It's amazing.
2: It's really neat. Yeah, we watched it. They did a, um, a full house build in the parking lot in Vegas. They were doing the walls, yep. and I just stood there and watched it from every side. It was just so cool. And when you I posted David- it, a lot of people were like, well, that would never – how would that ever be used in conventional? And then I've seen some finished houses they do, and they look great.
0: You know they what's amazing really
2: nice. is
0: they are, have been tasked, and they're working directly with NASA now to take the crushed moon dust as their uh, base, and they're going to start building landing pads and then base modules on the moon
2: that's a perfect application. Wow.
0: And because uh, they got to make sure they, because they can't ship concrete up, you know, cement, well, Portland up there. It's because it, you got to think about Musk it. Elon Musk do it. Elon Musk could do it. It's really, it. It really <laughs> neat how they were describing it. It, it. See, to ship this one pound rock up there is a million dollars. Yeah, I bet. So... It was really neat how they've been tasked with it, and guess what? They're making it work. They were showing the icon was showing the machines are using, and they go, "Oh yeah!" And the dust on Mars is a lot easier.
2: Wonder what. Who, so even what working did, on that, what do they use for their liquid, like to uh, make the I, dust? Maybe some I, kind of they're flying with resins or something. I
0: don't know. Uh, I don't weird. know how they're sourcing the uh, the water or to the but they they have they are figuring it out. And it's just neat to see That's how neat. this company has grown and their vision is remarkable. That's yeah, the best
2: a... example I've thought of that you've that you said that has been thought of is building on space because you have that problem. You can't take materials up there. But if you take that machine up there in parts, which it breaks down into pretty small, a pretty small. The, the other thing, too,
0: is they were showing uh, they were working with uh, in Austin, they will work with homeless people, Habitat. And they, the first resident was this homeless man who lives in there now. And uh, I think it was Leslie Stahl from 60 Minutes. She's walking through it. And there's a lot of good things. It's fire retardant. (laughs) Hello. Mm
2: -hmm. Right. It's concrete. And the insulation value is phenomenal. Because they leave a gap between each side. Yeah. 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 And they do the electrical. They stop the print to do the electrical. Yep. And then start the walls up again. Isn't that crazy? It's so cool. The thought, yeah the, the genius of it is incredible. It
0: is so, really cool. And they will walk in there is this, you know, they have the ones they can knock out for these small communities to help with the community, you know, for affordable housing. But then they have these higher end ones. And then this other division is building off earth, you know, on the moon. Crazy. Wow. I just love it. I love seeing innovation like that. That's
1: basically going to be me in six months.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You'll be building houses in your house. You know the best part about building on the moon is you wouldn't have to worry about inspectors. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: a good one.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you could get away with stuff. Yeah, then you could be the moon inspector, and that'd be an easy job. You'd be like, yeah, yeah, we get maybe one, two houses a year. But if the house is not
0: good, you're dead. <laughs> yeah,
2: you know, someone will it's be with, someone will be airtight. tasked with writing the moon, the moon building codes. They'll be writing the the moon building codes. That'll be that'll be a job. It's just
0: <laughs> it's it's so interesting to see over the years how things have progressed. You know, in the building, building materials, how the how how homes are built. You know, mm-hmm. I mean. We can even break it down to, you know, the new finish you're using, uh, the Renner. The mm-hmm. the technology in that is amazing. Just all these new products coming out are create uh, are just uh, phenomenal. I wonder what it's going to be like in 10 years. I mean, everybody sees what Festool is building. We have Echo, which is our exoskeleton that's coming out next year. And the more I've... Uh, tried it um the more i'm like where's it gonna go from here you know it's just have you ever seen the uh, robots that are uh hanging drywall Mm -hmm. amazing
1: where's it going from here i I can't wait to go out into my shop and just say you know alexa or siri build me a Coffee table, and I just sit there and I just watch. That'll
0: never. And happen. all my
1: robots, no, all my robots do it and everything. They sand it, they assemble it. A one million dollars thing. They're eating my sandwich. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's amazing. I mean, if I keep going the rate I have been, that will be my shop one day. <laughs> just a bunch of robots <laughs> all over the place. I
2: hey, tell you know, the temptation on the boat parts for using my CNC was really high, and. I decided not to for two reasons. One, I figured out that I'd have just as much time in the digital design as I would in cutting them out. But I do think it's more fun to hand cut those out than just if I was to pull them off from the CNC, I don't Mm -hmm. think it would feel the same. You know, I just don't, I don't feel like now if I was mass producing them, definitely 100%, Yeah, 100%, I would be cutting those out on there. But yeah, I feel like there's always going to be a place still for hand work and finishing work for sure, at least yeah. in, at least in my lifetime, I think. Yeah. But I really glad you said that about the space part of that, because when I was standing there at the builder show in the parking lot and I was like, I see it and I understand, but I'm thinking like Arizona architecture. I'm thinking like yes. out West, I could see it working, but I was trying to think of like Kate, okay, Help me understand, like, where can we can go with this? But think building like somewhere remote or like on the moon—that is like perfect because you get the machine up there. As long as it has material to run from, man, that'd be like crazy. You ever That's get amazing.
0: outside of Las Vegas? It feels like you're on the moon. Yes, it does. It so, get... think true. about building out there for homeless people, but also some of these higher end homes. Yeah, well, that I've are, seen some know, really Adobe. nice
2: looking ones they mm-hmm. had like all round walls round you, you don't you no longer have to build 90 degree angles like all the rooms were curved walls and it looked really yeah. really natural it was yeah. cool. it was I, like,
0: i'll tell everybody go look at the episode it's on uh, youtube on the 60 minutes channel it'll kind of like open your brain i to it check that like, out it was fascinating it That's really cool. was
2: that is super cool you know speaking of youtube this is the first year they're having all kinds of black Friday sales right now with Monday mm-hmm. on like 99 cents for Hulu for the year or, you know, stars and all those different ones. This is the first year that I'm kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm watching YouTube like more than 50%, yep. more mm-hmm. than 50%. It's like, so I went premium not long ago. I talked about that, but this is the first year I kind of was like, what what are we going to watch on Hulu? Like, I don't really watch network TV anymore. I don't even know what the shows are anymore. Mm-hmm what are we getting with that it's 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 things are changing so much we go from so, like satellite cable type situation to no. pay and then we get to multiple multiple services yeah
1: and you pay more than the than the cable that you yes canceled because it was too yeah. expensive
2: and then i feel like that now especially and i might be talking to from the actor strike that's been going on since may you can tell all the networks are pulling out, like they're airing like Yellowstone on network TV. They're they're doing a lot of like reality shows and stuff because they don't have. They're running dry, you know. They're pulling out. Sixteen Candles is on Netflix right now, which Kelly was ecstatic about that. But that's a movie from the '80s, you know. It's like all that. That's a movies. great movie. Oh, it's a great movie. Yeah, Weird Science. There was we we watched oh, it a few recently. That's and a hey, great. Hey, Weird Science is is that what we're talking about. I know. <laughs> he creates he creates a person with a some type of printer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um yeah, I'm just it's interesting to go through that. And right now we're trying to figure out what do we even and I'm I'm just a huge YouTube because I love to learn and YouTube is like endless documentaries and learning. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Did Ronnie
1: freeze? He did, but he's back. I lost oh, y'all for back. a
2: second. Yeah. I lost you for a second. You all froze. On oh,
1: that. man. You you must have missed the really big news. I can't say it again. Yeah, oh, I yeah. hate that. I'm. Hey, what do we have a giveaway this month? So, yes. yes. Yeah, we do. We do. But technically, this comes out. This is the first episode of December. Oh, yeah. We can't draw the winners yet because in case we get some patrons before the end of the month, which if you're not a patron and you want your chance to win the current or the Mm. November giveaway because there's still a couple days left. Actually, Mm. no, there's not because by the time... This this comes out Friday, the first. So anyway, $200 gift card to leatherbydragonfly.com but I don't know what December's is yet Mm. but it'll be something. I think I'm gonna contact bits
2: and bits. Got plenty of time. Um, plenty of time. That'd be a oh, good idea.
1: Ronnie, they they have a whole new line of of bits that they came out with recently. And um, I'm even interested in them. So maybe I'll reach out to MJ tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, anything on the workbench con?
2: I've reached out and I expect to hear something. I use a different method than just an email address. I reached out mm-hmm. to the workbench con um, default email address, which I think is being watched more. So we should hopefully have a discount code soon for Wait, green suitors. I,
0: I need to order my ticket.
2: Oh, you haven't ordered yours yet. Okay. Nope. Yeah. So, so that I should be hearing, I would expect to hear something this week.
1: Well, I know Mr. Mike Leiden just booked his uh, travel. Yeah.
2: Well, I told, I talked to him and told him I, I'm verbal. I'm giving you the, the, okay. Cause she gave me a verbal, so she'll be there. Right. Yeah. She... Yeah. He, he'll, so, he'll get us too. Yeah. So. Because he won in case somebody's he won the, the ticket one of our giveaways to uh, did
1: you reserve your room yet, Ronnie?
2: I have not, but I'm going okay.
1: to. I don't we don't get charged until the event itself. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll figure all that out afterwards. But
2: yeah, I feel oh. like we came back from Hartville and it's just been nonstop.
1: Oh, tell me about it. We have bourbon with the boys this Friday.
2: That's right. Oh, do we? I'm doing a remote too. Yeah. What what day is the is Friday? What right? It's uh, it's
1: actually the first, but just because yeah. of the holidays okay. and stuff, we couldn't. You know, okay. Get a Friday so, that worked.
0: I'm doing um, Saturday. I'm gonna be at uh, Mueller down in Cincinnati, so I'm when gonna go down Saturday? late Friday afternoon, and I'll be doing it from the hotel Bourbon. I mean Bourbon with the boys, but I may not be there right away because
1: we're supposed to go to dinner. I was Ronnie, plan- are you thinking about going to Mueller? because I am thinking pl- about going.
2: I was planning on going up there, but then I had decided that I was going to take let Cameron work with me on Saturday to try to finish a job up. But this makes me wonder. Maybe we could do it on Sunday instead. If I go and I went up there too, is that so close for me? That's like yeah, that's uh about an hour or hour and ten minutes.
1: Yeah, it's like what two hours for us, Sedge?
2: Yeah, well, from Just
1: Leb, under. from Leb, it's two for you it's probably about an hour and a half so i i might go i'm gonna i'll talk to nicole and ronnie if i end up going i'll i'll let you know i'll, I'll know something by tomorrow but what that'd be fun three would that be, be
0: it starts at nine ends at two
1: okay okay
2: that's i remember you saying i'm glad you said something about that because when you said it when we were at heartville i was thinking i need to remember that
0: it's a it's their it's their annual expo that runs friday and saturday
2: yeah i went I've went there with you before a long time ago maybe like yep. gosh I think it was probably five or six years ago
1: yep i remember I went there with you uh the first one after covid' just down. such there's such
0: nice people there everybody comes in it's great there's a bunch of other vendors just hanging out you know they always have and something we can going spend on.
1: money you
0: can spend money it's just 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 a kind of like I always call it an old-timey tool store, but they're a big company. They sell a lot of styles machinery, and they're hooked up with styles, and they sell a lot of big stuff.
1: Speaking of spending money on tools, Ronnie, the, the 3D printer was not the only thing that I bought recently. You know what else I bought? What? I bought a set of blue spruce chisels so I could clean glue off my projects.
0: Oh, you're full of crap. He tried the ones I got. Uh, from blue spruce and how sharp are they incredibly sharp they're the optima chisels they're unbelievable
1: but they the were on sale they were like 90 dollars off
2: yeah oh really yeah. yeah yeah so i bought
1: a set it's only four it's like the most common size is what quarter half three quarter and one inch or something yes
2: yeah yeah i
1: need to check that out yeah. i like
0: them they look they're look I- very nice I'm going to probably get a set of the seen chisels too, because those look
1: pretty stout. I just can't wait to get them and then put them in that drawer and then never touch them.
2: Hmm. I need, You know, I will be using <laughs> chisels soon more than I have in my entire life, without a yep. doubt. You're damn right. You're going to. Yep. The only time you don't use to like chip a chisel, away the epoxy? Like, uh, <laughs> the only time you don't, the other thing that people use is a multi tool a lot. You know, yep. for doing like right angles, but yep. it's a lot of it's just it. It's easier to use a chisel than anything else, so I will be using more, which will be perfect timing because Cameron's learning sharpening by Sedge. He's going gotcha. to he's going to a class called Sharpening by Sedge. It's yep, it's a it's exclusive class. Yeah, very exclusive. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, uh, it all works out. It does.
1: Well, guys, I'm gonna head upstairs and. Do my thing with Leo. He's actually in a really good mood today, so I think it'll be fun. Yeah, he's actually Boy, come down here like three times and hasn't interrupted. He's been very quiet. That's wow. good. He's getting it's gonna, so adult like. Yeah, it's gonna be a hell
0: of an end of the year. I got to go down to Tampa right after. Um, I I leave on the eleventh. Hmm. I, I have no time between now and then. I get back Friday afternoon. And I go on vacation for two weeks. Nice.
1: What yes. day are you going? What day are you leaving? You uh, the 10?
0: 11th, Monday, the 11th. I want to get down okay. there because I got to set so, up the tools all day Tuesday. Lucy's going to meet me down there Monday night.
1: So you'll still be at festival on the 6th?
0: Yes. Okay. I'm so stoked, man, for next Monday. I can't wait. I'm going to be giddy when I get back on the podcast, I'll tell you.
1: Mm-hmm. I just know it cool. Yeah, that'll be fine. Well, everybody, thank you so much for uh listening to Where did the time go? I, I don't know. You know, I've I'm starting to notice a trend like we keep going into these episodes without a topic and then we end up just talking about things and I I've I've recently found a new podcast said i told you about it called smartless mm-hmm. uh jason bateman sean something or other and will uh will arnett and it's fantastic but it reminds me of it has nothing to do with our podcast nothing to do with woodworking but it's just three dudes that just bag on each other and talk about whatever and just have these conversations they always bring you know celebrities and stuff on movie stars sports people yeah, have, we, they're all they're all actors we, we have ronnie <laughs> we we really need to lean forward on getting some guests on here because okay. we, we keep talking about it and we just don't we don't do it i think i think it would be fun yeah i do too i do too first guest is going to be your wife ronnie
2: <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting we could do it
1: <laughs> yep making it happen next week
2: just we'll just get her scheduled. She'll she'll do it yeah, she's the only person that's the house. in now, now the camera has his license. <laughs> it's just us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, from
1: now it, it'll just be the two of you on the same screen from now on. It'll be a four person podcast. Yeah,
2: he, he admits things to do. I asked him, he was getting ready to leave before we jumped on here. I was like, where are you going? He's like, well, I'm going to Walmart first. I'm getting some greenery. I want to make a, a garland and lights from my Jeep back tire for Christmas. <laughs> it's like, he looks for things to drive around and do. <laughs> where he has excuse because he's learned if he doesn't have a place, a destination, we won't let him go. So now he has like a plan. He's like, ah, I'm going here. And I'm going here. And I'm going here. So, yeah. So she can, she's very available now. She's not like she's taking any kids anywhere. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for listening, everybody. And don't forget to leave a review on Apple and Spotify. We really appreciate it.
1: Yeah.
2: Agreed.
0: Agreed. Ditto. Ditto. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye